Who that? We that? We back? Another episode of Clutch Talk, man. And we're recording um, right after the the our the day after the Warriors' victory, um, 107-97 victory over the the Celtics in in Game Four. Uh, Forty three points performance from Steph, but I had to bring on. I, unfortunately, John couldn't be here uh, today. He's sick. He's not feeling well. Get better, Jay. Uh, but we had to bring on a great guest, our, our guy Shaba over there from Big Shot Pod. What up, Shaba? How you doing, man? Hey, Jay Hill. I'm glad to be here. Hopefully I can live up to John's <laughs> expectations. But yeah, uh, I'm excited to be here. It's been a really good series, especially the last game. So I'm really excited to talk about it. No, absolutely. And and it's great to have you on as as usual. Um, but yeah, let's get it right into it. Let's let's start out with with game four and, and kind of what we saw. I mean, as we knew in this series, as we uh, we had you on to predict this series and talk about it, our, our predictions and, and kind of debate what we, we thought was going to happen. And it's come what we predicted was going to be a back and forth series. All three of us picked um, the series to go seven. You and I both had the Warriors. John had the, the Celtics in seven. But I think it could go either way. We've seen both teams. We saw them, the Celtics throw their punch. Looked like the Warriors had that game in control after the third quarter in game one. Celtics were able to pull it out on some hot shooting game in game one. And then game two, Warriors, they they had that run in the third quarter, but they were able to sustain it and get up to such a huge lead in game two there that they were able to control and, and take care of game two. And then in game three, back in the TD Garden in Boston, man, that was that that looked like the best Celtics version of the Celtics we've seen in this series. Um, ultimately, it looked like they changed their game plan to attack the rim. The Warriors really just looked lazy and lethargic um, in that game three and looked like they really had no answers, which was kind of concerning. Number one, as a Warrior fan, and as you see, just really they don't have the athleticism to match up with the Celtics. And that's clear. And, and I don't, that's not going to change throughout the series. But in game four, man, we know who the difference was. Oh, yeah. Uh, who, who do who do, and we're going to talk about game four now and 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 i'll, I'll just say I'll, I'll i'll take my flowers i i, I knew this i you knew this as well for for the warriors to, to pull this off they they needed the man to step up they need the two-time mvp to put in historic performance the best basketball of his career in my opinion you know he's had good finals he's had good numbers um 26 he's averaged 26 points per game um, people tend to forget that, but I think he needs to make a statement and, and the Warriors truly do because we've seen the inconsistency. Some guys stepping up Shaba, like Jordan Poole had a, Oh, he had a solid game too. Clay Finally. Was yeah. Clay was non-existent game three. And then the 43 point outburst. Stephen clearly, in my opinion, has been two tiers above clearly the best player in this series. Um, and, and I think, on his back, they have a chance chance to win this if 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 someone up steps in and they're going back home. But Java and I, a lot of talking for me. How did you, how did you feel about this this game four? Yeah, well, first of all, going into this game, mm -hmm. um, if I was a Warriors fan, I was not feeling very confident. For some reason, the Celtics they just haven't been a very favorable matchup. Mm -hmm. uh, Draymond he just has not been himself. Clay, he was just not 
really what you need from Clay. Jordan Poole just has been a ghost up until this last game. Um, so yeah, it was basically all on Curry up until now. And, you know, Curry in his, in the last game, he hurt his ankle. So that was even more worrying, uh, concerning. Um, but yeah, going into this game, Curry was on fire from the get go. Uh, you know, he, he was confident and, you know, that's, I think that's something that he needed because, you know, I'm sure he can, he's hearing, you know, all the talks and stuff, um, you know, for some reason, I don't know why, but just before this series even started, um, everyone was, I think ESPN said that um, the Celtics had like an 86% chance to win the yeah. series, which I don't know how they get those numbers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, and then they've been talking about Draymond and people have been talking about uh, Clay not stepping up and Jordan Poole being a ghost. So, you know, confidence was probably at an all time low so far here in the series, but Curry, he blocked all that out. He came out, like you said, 43 points. I believe he's the third oldest player um, mm. to score 40-plus points uh, in the finals. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the defense was great. and But, really, it was just up to guys making shots. I mean, Steph, obviously, has 43 points. Clay, he had 18 points. Uh, Andrew Wiggins had 17 points along with 16 rebounds. Uh, like I said, Jordan Poole, he finally stepped up. He had 14 points, especially here in the fourth quarter. Um, and really, um, the Celtics, Jason Tatum hasn't really been, the Celtics haven't really had a player that's been like, man, that's, that's going to be the finals MVP. You know, it's kind right. of been between Tatum, Jalen Brown, and, you know, Tatum last night, he had 23 points on 23 shots, um, which is really uncharacteristic of him because he's been really efficient, especially really during the whole playoffs. Um, but, yeah, the Warriors, they outscored Boston 17-3 to in the final five minutes. Uh, Tatum, he only had three points in the fourth quarter. Um, so, you know, finally, it was really just – it really just came down to – the Warriors, you know, getting into a groove and finally getting everyone uh, involved. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a fun series, even though it's been kind of blowout, blowout, blowout up until this last game. Um, but I think this is where the series is finally going to start. Um, you know, this game five, we're obviously going back to Golden State. Boston at least during the playoffs have been playing a lot better on the road. Um, but now the Warriors have that confidence uh, and then they're going to be home. So hopefully their role players can step up. So, uh, so yeah, I think that this game five is going to be critical. We all know whatever, what the media says, the winner of game five goes on to win. Mm -hmm. I think it's like 80 something percent of the time. Um, so yeah, I think game five is really going to be um a really important game, obviously. Um, and really, Steph, Steph is going to be Steph, but he needs, you know, Clay, he needs Andrew Wiggins, he needs Jordan Poole, he needs them to stay in that groove in order for mm -hmm. them uh, to come out successful in game five. Yeah. Um, but from the Celtic side, you know, we've seen it's really been, um, it's really been a, a team. Uh, performance for Boston you know everyone mm -hmm. steps up no there hasn't really been a player who's like I said been the definitive you know that's going to be the finals MVP if they do win um, so looking at Boston because Jalen Brown man when he when he gets hot he it, he cannot miss so looking 
at Boston, as of right now, would you say that Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown has been kind of the key guy for them? I would say Jalen Brown has been more, yeah, more of the key guy, especially in their wins. You know, yeah. you look at what he's done, his his attacking mentality. I look at the start of game three, his his ability, his shot making, his aggressiveness, you know, that one possession or two possessions back to back that stick out to me was him attacking Draymond Green. And he's been attacking him. But the one in game three where he got by him, uh, tried to lay it up with his left Mm -hmm. and then got blocked or it might have been a transition, whatever it was. He got blocked by Draymond. Next possession, he, he comes he has them again, and he take, blows back right by him to go into his left and, and is able to lay it in. So I look at his aggression and the way – and his shots. He's been knocking down open threes. Um, he's been able to try to get to his spot um, most times. And then I look at Jason Tatum, especially at the end of game four. I mean, it was abysmal, his shot selection. Trying to be a Monda mentality when – I mean – when he's at his best, I truly think his, his playmaking, you know, they, they threw around, there's a stat going around that when he has seven assists or more, I believe they're undefeated. They've lost only one game. I think they're seven and zero when he has seven assists or more. So that's a huge stat. And I think maybe he just has to understand that, that, and I've said this before multiple times when Jason Tatum's at his best, it's when he's making plays for others and not looking just strictly for his shot because he has the size to do it, right? The point forward ask type of player. You've seen the development of a guy like LeBron, of a guy like Luca, guys who can use their side, utilize their size, who can see over the defense and make those reads. And there's possession after possession where Boston had it roll in. They're in a little bit of a groove. And Jason Tatum, you know, he's a ball stopper, but he got in possession. I sp- specifically that possession on uh, Nemanja Bielica, where he had him, and he didn't take advantage of that matchup. You know, credit to to Bielica, he was staying in front of him, moving his feet, had his hands active. Even on Jalen Brown, there was one possession in the second half where Bielica caused forced him to make a turnover. Didn't ultimately. Um, end up in a score and it got blocked, I believe. But those kind of plays that Tatum, he he actually ended up turning it over and threw it to to Andrew Wiggins, I believe, forced to pass across court. But he's got to be more sm- smart. He has to attack matchups when he has them. And in order for for Boston to win this series, I think Jason Tatum's got to have one of those those nights that Curry had in, in Game Four. He's got to have a huge night because yes. Boston may, might have more weapons. They have a lot of versatility, especially from their wing. They're clearly outmatching the Warriors in the wing. Um, they have to take advantage of that. And, and Jason Tatum's got to be be the catalyst. Um, but, Shabba, let's talk about – I have to ask you about this. You know, you mentioned Draymond Green, his struggles. So I want to talk about a certain lineup for, for the Warriors that, that was effective last night, and that was the lineup of J- Jordan Poole, um, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry, Andrew Wiggins, and Kavon Looney. Their problem this whole series has been offense and, and struggling to score through a large majority of, of time, right? There be, you know, we saw in, in game one, they weren't, they weren't able to score in that fourth quarter for extended time. Can't have that happen. But a lot of it to do was the lineup they had on the floor of those two, the two big men of Draymond and Kavon Looney. And Boston, to their credit, is just not letting um, Draymond get involved in the offense, right? They're playing the drop coverage specifically to, to negate um, 
the four on three opportunities that uh, Draymond Green has in that short role where he's able to pick off, you know, find assists and find players right there. They're letting Steph beat him with the drop coverage. Like, do you think that's effective, though? Like, you think they're going to stick? Because no teams, you saw um, uh, Dallas last series, as you know well, didn't play the drop coverage, forced the forced uh, Steph to get the ball out of his hands and force other players to make plays or force him to get downhill. You think Boston makes an adjustment in game five? Because they've gotten torched by Steph. He's beating them single-handedly right now. You think they're going to make an adjustment and force other guys to make plays? Well, it would be in their best interest, but I kind of think Boston is probably going to stick with the game plan that they've had. They've kind of Mm -hmm. done that throughout. Um, But a big key is Draymond. Draymond just hasn't been the same. Um, And like you said, uh, you you pointed out that lineup of Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Wiggins, and Looney. That's their best net rating lineup here mm-hmm. in the finals. Um, so I think that they need to roll that out more um, because what they need is shooters. Because like mm-hmm. you said, it's been offense that's been kind of killing them. Um, so they need, even though it hurts their defense and having a guy like Poole out there mm-hmm. uh, compared to Draymond, um, I think that they just need to roll out their best shooters because right now war the Warriors are looking a little old. And mm-hmm. I'm when I say that, I'm obviously talking about Curry, Clay, um, and kind of their main core. Um, but yeah, I think that they just need to um roll out offensively um that lineup. They need to roll that lineup offensively, especially down the stretch. Obviously, um you know, it was very effective and, you know, we're so deep into the, into the series. I just don't think that Kerr, Steve Kerr is going to um, play guys like uh, Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga. I think he's, I think Kerr already kind of figured out what lineups he wants, what players he wants out there, and he's just going to stick with it. Um, So, and Boston has been, relatively successful against this Warriors team. I mean, they're 2-2. Um, but still, I mean, last night, I still wasn't very confident about the Warriors down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just didn't have a lot of confidence in them throughout the game. Um, I just, for some reason, I kept feeling like Boston was going to come back, but they never did. Um, but yeah, like I said, they just need to, uh, they need to fuel their offense somehow. Um because their their offense just has not been it. They they're just missing shots. Clay Thompson, like I said, has been off. Draymond Green, which we said, you know, he the first game, I think he barely took any shots. And then the second game, he like took nine shots and he missed all of them or made just one. So um, so yeah, but then that's a big problem because Draymond, even though he's not very good offensively, uh shooting wise, anyways him and Curry have this connection where they just know how to work with each other on the court. And that's so, and with Draymond out there, that's when Curry can really be moving around and weaving throughout players and getting to his spots on the court. Um, So that's a big problem, but you know, Boston in the last five minutes, like I said, they had three points. They were one of eight from the field, one of seven uh, from three. So, you know, the Warriors, I think that they're fine defensively, but like I said, it's just that offense. They need to find some way um, 
to fuel it. Now, if you were Steve Kerr, would you consider maybe throwing in uh, Jonathan Kaminga or Moses Moody, or would you stick with these guys that he's been going with? Yeah, I don't, I, I, that was a thought I had early in the series. You get, you give those guys a look, but in game five of the NBA finals, given 19, 18 year old rookie an opportunity and in key moments, I think it's too late. I think you, if you're, if Steve Kerr was going to make that adjustment and make that wrinkle in the game plan and then give those guys a look, I think he should have done it early on in this, in this series. And if you look at it now, I think it's just too, too late and, and, high stakes like you you said 80 percent go on to win the finals or something to that to that measure mm-hmm. percentage wise and it's just too key even a possession here or there and, and i expect game five to be a close game i don't expect it to be a blow up by any means for either team um warriors are plus three favorites at home but that's usually they give the advantage to the home team um but i think they do historically play well better at home role players always play better at home and shoot but to boston's credit they have played better on the road too they've historically dropped um or this throughout this not historically throughout this playoff run they've dropped the game at home and haven't been as good at home and the warriors i believe are at 27 straight wins on the road in a series um 27 straight series which is an unbelievable yeah. uh record and streak to, to keep alive which they did last night but to to the warriors credit and you you mentioned their defense has struggled they held they held this high-powered boston offense to 97 points which is a win on the road and then in the last five minutes of that game that's where they buckled down and we saw kerr go to that offense defense um, situation with, with pool and getting um, going back and forth and getting him in the game. And they held the, the Celtics in the last five minutes, the three points, one from eight from the field and one through seven and outscored them uh, 17 to three in those last five minutes was just huge. Um, and then you, you think about closing and why I was, you, you said, if I you were a warrior fan, you wouldn't be um, you would be kind of nervous and, and to me, I, I, I wasn't because, number one, in the first quarter, when Steph hit one shot in particular and he ran back onto in front of Boston's bench and was mm. talking to the crowd, I don't know. Yeah. He was talking to a family member or Dell or whoever, maybe another a fan. Um, and he, he gave that look, that look. He said, like, I'm here. I don't know what he mm. said. I couldn't read it out. But I said, I, this, is, this is a dude who's not letting his team win. I don't, it doesn't matter if they're down 5, 10, 15. He's not letting them lose tonight. Um, he, he's here to prove. He's here to get his finals MVP. He's here to cement his legacy, which I, I thought was already cemented. But last night was the little nail in the coffin. You know what I mean? And I, I, I will. I, I'll go to. I'll, I'll die on that hill of he's a top ten player already. But last night solidified it for me. If anything, or even top five, to be honest. But I just think my point is in saying that in the closing time. Boston has no closer close, in my opinion, to Stephen Curry. Jason Tatum, inconsistent. Jalen Brown, inconsistent. And let's be honest about game one and that closing on the road. If it weren't for Derek White and, and Al Horford and, and Marcus huge. Smart, they were huge. It wasn't, let's be honest, it wasn't Tatum really making those plays. It was Brown a little bit in the beginning of the fourth quarter, and then it was Derek White Um Pritchard hit a huge three, and then Al Horford were the closers realistically in that game. We haven't really seen a closing game from from uh, from, from Tatum, yeah. So, 
Yeah, and actually something that's interesting, I think that the Warriors, as long as they at least keep it close towards the end, because Boston actually, okay, these are their numbers in the clutch since the Brooklyn series. Mm-hmm. Um, a three and five record. Okay, so this is when the last five minutes, um, so they have a three and five record. So in the last five minutes, they lost that. They've lost most of the games. Um, since the Boston series, or excuse me, since the Brooklyn series, down in the clutch, they're shooting just 24.2% from the field. They're shooting 21.4% from three. Um, they have five assists, seven turnovers, um, and a minus 22 plus minus. So, you know, Boston is not doing well down the stretch. So I think as long as the Warriors are able to keep it at least close um, in the next game, as long as they're able to keep it close, I think that they have a really good chance. And, you know, that's when Curry steps up. That's his mm-hmm. moment to shine. Um, so I think that uh, Golden State is in a really good position here, obviously after winning this game, tying the series, but now going to Golden State, um, their guys have confidence, like I said, in Clay. Uh, mm-hmm. Jordan Poole finally was able to make shots. Uh, I think Draymond Green is going to feel a lot more comfortable back at home because clearly he wasn't himself in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with that, with that all coming together in Golden State, I think that the Warriors are in a good spot to take game five. Um, but also, I need to see from Golden State, I would like to see more pressure, more full court pressure, because something that we talked about um, when we were previewing this uh, final series, uh, we talked about how Boston, they don't have many ball handlers. And when I say ball handlers, I mean guys that can keep the ball and dribble it um, confidently. Mm -hmm. They can drive through guys where they're not going to turn it over. Um, that's something that Boston doesn't have. I mean, I guess their best guy would maybe be uh, Derek White, uh, Mm -hmm. Marcus Smart, and Jason Tatum along those lines. But really, they're not even that great at ball handling. So I I think that the Warriors really just need to put a lot of pressure, uh, a lot of full court pressure, kind of like we saw, um, uh, uh, I'm forgetting his name, from uh, New Orleans. Alvarado, oh, from Jose Alvarado, yeah, yeah, yep. Alvarado, mm-hmm. kind of like what we saw from him, what he mm-hmm. was doing to Chris Paul, where he was just covering him full court. Yeah. I think that that's something that the Warriors should implement because that's going to make uh, Boston nervous. And when Boston is nervous, we've seen countless times that they are not very good at uh, holding onto the ball. They turn it over a lot. Um, so I think that that's something that Golden State should really do. Um, now. From your standpoint as a Warriors fan, is there anything that you see um, that you would want Steve Kerr to do? Or is there anything that comes to mind to you um, that would help the Warriors um, kind of take an advantage over Boston here in game five? Is there anything that jumps out to you or? Uh, number one, I, I think that la- last night, uh, let's give credit where it's due. I think he incredible uh, coaching job at the end there you know to do that offense defense switch with Draymond that's that's a gutsy ballsy move uh to to pull off there and you, you maybe look back at it and if they lose you know you're kind of like should they have kept Draymond in the game offensively and, and I think you just go you die on that hill of saying that he hasn't been producing offensively he's 
honestly a liability on that end because the defense just isn't guarding him, forcing him to take threes. And honestly, he wasn't, he was almost unplayable in the first half there on the offensive end, you know, missing bunnies um, for the crowd, getting into his head, getting knocked over, or excuse me, that was in game three where he got knocked over and, and they took the ball. Or was that last, last night when Marcus Smart had the easy layup and knocked him over? Not that sure. Was last night. That was last night, right? Yeah. Um, and just, just plays like that. And you, you just kind of, you kind of like, Oh, as, as a warrior fan, but I think, in game three, I, 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 sorry, excuse me. In game five, they just got to continue to have that ball movement and, and have that constant off, uh, off, off the ball movement because I think Boston having them run around and, call, call, um, and cover multiple of those reads and get it really get into those offense and then you still allow Steph Jordan Poole to operate the pick and roll and force guys to either drop or make the decision to if the if if. Uh, if Boston wants to step up, you get by them and then get open shots because you have the shooters to do it, especially with that lineup that we talked about of, of uh, Poole, Curry, Clay Thompson, Wiggins, and, and Looney. And I think you go to that and you, you, you tell the guys, Wiggins, who was huge, had 15 rebounds last night, career high. I, I, that was huge for, for the Warriors. And, and, and that, let's talk about that too. The, the reason that they were able to win they, they, they out-rebounded the, the Celtics by 13 or 14, I believe, in that game. Let's, let's get the, the number correct. But having that and be able to get second-chance points and second-chance opportunities um, was huge because we saw the jump in minutes, number one. And I'll, and I'll say, to answer your question in, in short, and in, in this line, I'll say that play more Kavon Looney minutes. I, yes. I, and maybe even less, maybe even less Draymond or probably less Draymond because Kavon Looney, a plus, what was he? A plus, um, plus 21, plus 21 last night. And I feel like that doesn't even tell, tell the whole story no. of how, how instrumental he, he was. He's been incredible all playoffs he's been, long. He's been incredible, man. Him and Andrew Wiggins, um, the Warriors got to pay those dudes because I, I just think, what they bring to this team can't be uh, can't be replicated, honestly. And their belief in the system is just is just no one's no one's going to be able to replace that. Is what I'm trying to say. But more Kevon Looney minutes, more of that lineup where you have, and then less Draymond. Honestly, if he's not going to be up to, you see it early on, but then make that adjustment early on. If he's not giving you anything offensively, and he's being a liability defensively you make the adjustment and you try to outscore score the um, the Celtics. Yeah, because defensively even, Draymond has not mm-hmm. been good. No. no. He has not been good at all. Um, yeah, uh, Draymond has just been really interesting to kind of break down just because he's already a really unconventional player. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at his stats and everything here in this series, it's really difficult to figure out what's going on. Um, uh but yeah, you you said that about Looney. I I, I can't believe it. I cannot begin to tell you how, what I would do to have Kevon Looney on the Mavs. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, really. Uh, let's see here. So, so yeah, so Curry's been great uh, here in the finals. He's averaging thirty four points, six point three rebounds, three point eight assists, two steals. 
uh, 50% from the field, 49% from three. So he's been fantastic. So he just needs to be, uh, he needs to keep doing that. But you touched on something that um, I 100% agree with. Um, there needs to be more Kevon Looney and less Draymond because Draymond, he's just not doing it right now. He had a better game last game. He had two points which he's never a big point guy, but he had two points, mm-hmm. nine rebounds, eight assists, four steals. Uh, that was more Draymond. Um, so, and, and like I said, I'm sure back home in Golden State, he's going to be a lot more of the Draymond that we know. Uh, but Kevon Looney has been fantastic. Uh, he had mm-hmm. six points, 11 rebounds, three of four from the field. Like you said, he was a plus 21 um, on the plus minus side. Um so, yeah, I mean, Kevon Looney and, you know, he can do a lot of pick and roll stuff with um, with Curry. Uh, he gets them a whole lot of offensive rebounds. So he's also getting them second chance points. Um, you know, I just think that uh, Looney has clearly been uh, way better than Draymond. And I think that if you look at it, really, when Looney's out there and Draymond isn't, the Warriors have been a lot more. Um, they've had a better flow. Uh, their offenses look better. And like I said, they're getting more second chance points because of Looney getting those rebounds. And then with Wiggins getting those 16 rebounds last night, uh, rebounds has been a huge factor. Um, so, so, you know, I think that that is something that they, um, they should do now looking at last night. Um, so last night, the rebound battle was won by Golden State, surprisingly, because Boston has a bunch of huge guys. Um, but, you know, Boston last or excuse me, Golden State last night had 54 uh, total rebounds. Boston had 42 um, and Golden State has 16 offensive rebounds while uh, Boston had 11. And I just wanted to point out those offensive rebounds again, just to um, back up my point on what I was saying about um, Kevon Looney. He has been just absolutely fantastic. Um, he's kind of been um, kind of the perfect uh, model for consistency on mm-hmm. Golden State. Uh, he has just been great. Um, so yeah, so I just think that that's something that boss or excuse me, that Golden State needs to do. They really just need to implement more Looney, less Draymond, like you said, or like you said, maybe take a look at Draymond in the first quarter, see how he's doing. And if he's doing well, yeah, keep him out there. If he's not, then maybe pull him back a little bit and throw a little bit more Looney out there. Um, but yeah, uh, if I was a Golden State fan, I would feel really confident going into game five. Um, and even Jason Tatum isn't having a great series either. Um, his, his shooting is not good. He's shooting, um, in the thirties from the field and in the thirties from three. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he hasn't been great. So I think that they just need to keep doing that. Keep, keep pressuring Jason Tatum. Um, um, get those rebounds. Um, and like I said, just really, Really, I think that they should pressure everyone. I'm a big believer yeah. in, what, in what I've been saying about full court yeah. pressure. Yeah, and, and you bring up a great point with that. And it's the fact that you talked about the clutch minutes. You talked about the clutch statistics for the Celtics' point of view. And, yes, they're a great team. They're more talented, in my opinion, than the Warriors. They have more weapons. They have more wing depth. They have more size. Um, they, Yeah, they just have all of those factors going their way. But where I see – their limit and where I've seen, I I saw their downfall is they beat themselves. They're a team who you can't rely on. There's a reason that they've, they have the streak of, of winning all these games 
after a loss. But that also goes to show you why can't you bring that consistent? Can we trust the Celtics to bring that consistent effort, do or die mentality every um, every game throughout the series and throughout these playoffs? And the answer has been no. Will that change? I don't know. But if I had to put my cards and 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 money on someone to rely on, especially you got to one of these teams has to win two straight games in this series. That's just the way it goes. And I'm, I'm putting more faith in the experience and that we talked about what was the theme. The reason that we both chose the Warriors to come away with this series is the experience. The Draymond Green has been there. Stephen Curry, the best player in the series, who's been there. Um, Clay Thompson, the big three who have been there. And let's not forget Kevon Looney, who had wasn't as uh, big as part as he was now, obviously. But he's still been there. He's been to the pinnacle. He knows what it takes uh, to win an NBA championship and all the time, effort, and how much one possession early in the first quarter can mean in a victory. So I think all those factors – like you said, are, are a reason to be happy, um, especially with riding those momentum, knowing you're going back to the Bay if you're the Warriors. Um, but let's, let's talk a little bit about more about game three and then about what the Celtics can change, and then we can, we can wrap this thing up here. Game three was a, it was a, been, been a tale of, of uh, quarters and games blowouts. and back and forth and, and blowouts, yeah, um, one team controlling the other. And, and this, this was an interesting game because we saw – the, the Celtics with the big lead, a 12-point lead at the end of the first half of, of game three. And then the Warriors cut it, took the lead one point, battled all the way back um, from down 12 and took the lead at one point there, one point lead in the fourth quarter of the Boston Celtics, 116-100 win over the, of the Warriors in, in game three there, 16-point win. So let's talk about what you saw from the Celtics and why they were so effective offensively and why really, as we talked about earlier, why they, the Warriors didn't really have an answer defensively and looked slow, lethargic and old to, to your point. Yeah. Um, so first off um, to start the fourth quarter, Steph Curry in the first 80 seconds of the fourth quarter, Steph had three turnovers. So that's, mm. that's never good. Um, and then, actually, for the Warriors, it's all been about the third quarter for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at this after game three, so I'm not counting last night, game four. Um, but through three, through the first three games in the third quarter of this series, the Warriors had outscored the Celtics 106 to 63. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's big. But then to close out game three, they only had the Warriors only had 11 points in the fourth quarter. So that's just not gonna, that's just not, not good. Um, also um, through the first three games, Draymond had fifth, had as many points as he did fouls. So he, after three games, he had 15 points and 15 fouls. So that's not going to work. Um, we have talked about the Celtics, uh, how they haven't lost a game after a loss. So they haven't lost back to back, uh, after, uh, the game three, they were seven and zero after a loss in the playoffs. Um, but really Robert Williams was huge in game three. Uh, he had four blocks, three steals, 10 rebounds in 26 minutes. Um, he was a plus 21, um, plus minus. And then obviously Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they were a fantastic duo in game three. Uh, Jason Tatum had 26 points. 
Jalen Brown had 27. They both had nine rebounds, uh, or excuse me, uh, Jason Tatum had nine assists. Uh, Jalen Brown had nine rebounds. Uh, they both had at least three three pointers made. Um, so yeah, so um, you know when the Jays for Boston are playing like that, it's really hard to beat them because when they're playing like that, it means that they're you know in a good flow and they're playing as a team. Um, uh, Marcus Smart also had twenty four points. He had five assists, seven rebounds. Uh, really in. I mean, in game three, a lot of guys stepped up. There was one, two, three, four, five, five players in double digits for the Celtics. Um, and then for the for the Warriors, Curry had 31 points. Uh, Clay did have 25. Um, but Jordan Poole had 10 points, not an efficient shooting. Um, and really after that, there wasn't much, much else. So it, it just goes back on the what we were talking about when we were talking about game four. Um, how finally guys like uh, Clay and Poole stepped up to help Curry um, because they they just Golden State just like I said they've looked kind of old uh, in Boston they're just not able to keep up with the athleticism uh, that Boston shows when Boston uh, is on their A game um, but we've also seen Boston not be on their A game and I think that that's when um, the Warriors are playing obviously their best defense, but I also uh, noticed that they do put more pressure on them, not full court, but once they're in the half court, they definitely pressure them a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, game three, it was really all about the Jays for, uh, for Boston and really Robert Williams was huge as well. I mean, mm-hmm. he played 26 minutes and like I said, he had those three blocks and uh, 10 rebounds and a couple steals. So, I mean, Boston, it's really when Boston is so in sync and where they're playing with such a good flow. It's when Boston is obviously at their best, but um, you know, when they're in that good flow, Boston, it really hurts golden state because um, you know, Boston, like I said, is really athletic um, and they pass the ball around really well. Mm-hmm. They have really good ball mm-hmm. movement. Uh, Boston does. Um, so whenever that happens, it kind of discombobulates um Golden State a little bit um Mm -hmm. but yeah I mean game three like I said it was all about the Jays and all about Robert Williams for Boston um looking at game three what what jumps out at you I I, like you said and John had talked about it to his credit about uh on our last episode about Robert Williams and his ability to change the game and I, I also when we had our preview I mentioned Robert Williams defensively as the X factor, you know, his ability to change shots and limit the Warriors getting in the paint and protecting the paint and, and getting taking away those easy layups that a, a shooting team like the Warriors on the perimeter that a defense is going to collapse and, and close out hard on those shots. And and they're going to it's which, which you when you have take away the three, you have to give up something which is going to be easy layups and easy drop off passes when the defense steps up to take away those those layups. And Robert Williams in game three was so instrumental and so just a beast and take and, and protecting the paint, you know, four four blocks in that game, um, plus twenty one throughout for, in the plus minus category, 10 rebounds, um, three steals four four uh four for five from the field and it just feels like his his hands were just probably multiple deflections i'm not sure how many deflections in total he had but he was everywhere on the floor um changing shots contesting them we saw jordan Poole, who 
in game three, he just looked, looked shook. He, he didn't know when, when to get his shot off that pick and roll because when Robert Williams was, yes, he was in the drop coverage, but his length as we, we saw and, and his ability to change shots, it was huge. And, and that was the story of game three, um, his ability to stay on the floor as well and, and play in those 25 minutes. Uh, so, so, so effective. And then also in, in game three from Boston, you know, you mentioned Jay, when the two Jays are balling and they're hooping and they're, they're scoring, J- Jalen Brown was, was extremely efficient, nine for 16 from the, from the field, four for eight from the three-point line for 50% and 27 and plus seven in the, in the, minus, the plus minus category. But Jason Tatum was only nine th- from 23, um, 30, 39% and three from nine from the, from the three-point line. But what, what I talk about, Shaba, was when Jason Tatum's at his best, he's making plays for his teammates. He's getting downhill. He's not being the number one scoring option. Leave that to a true score, elite score um, like Jalen Brown, because that's what he do- does. He's, he's a, you know, he can score from every level in the, on the court. But when he's at his best, he's getting assists. He's setting his teammates up. And he had nine assists for the Celtics on, on in game three. And I thought that was huge. It was a huge reason why why a lot of players were able to get going. We saw one, two, three, four, five players in double figures um, for the Celtics, which is huge, especially at home. And then Robert Williams was close to it with eight. And then Derek White had added seven. So that kind of production was a reason why the Celtics were able to get um, get 116 against this, this Warriors defense. Because another reason was that was the penetration was huge and key and instrumental to their success because the, they were, the Warriors, their, their defense was just atrocious, the point of attack and defense. It felt like every time, whether it was on a closeout, on, on a rotation, forced by uh, Boston's penetration and getting by that first defender, forcing a, um, multiple passes, which led to a rotation and an open three, and Boston, to their credit, was knocking them down. So that was a huge, huge factor. And then a rebounding. Uh, Boston just beat the Warriors up on the glass and uh, that's hard to win with all those second chance points uh, at home. So those were the big factors to me in, in game three for Boston success in that one. Yeah. You, you talked about the rebounding difference. Uh, Boston had 47 total rebounds. Golden State only had 31 Mm -hmm. Um, and Boston had 15 offensive rebounds, Golden State only six. So yeah, you, you can, you can definitely tell the difference points in the paint. You can also tell the difference too. Boston had 50, yep. 52 to 26. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, but also something interesting, uh, we talked about Draymond and how, um, he hadn't been very good at least for the first three games and game four, he was a little better. Um, but after the first three games, um, Draymond in the finals, uh, he had as many fouls as he did points. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had more technical fouls than he did three pointers and he had more turnovers than he did baskets. Mm-hmm. And he was also, after three games, he was only averaging five points, seven rebounds, five assists on 26% shooting from the field, 0% shooting from three and 50% shooting from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. So that's that's not very good. Um, and then also through the first three games, Marcus Smart was doing a really good job on Steph. Uh, in the first three games, while Marcus Smart was guarding uh, Steph Curry, 
Um, Curry only had 12 points in three games, uh, mm. three assists, four turnovers, 36% from the field and 33% from three. So mm. obviously Marcus Smart was having a very big impact on, um, on Steph Curry. And then also just, we were talking about the offense for uh, the Warriors and how it's just, it looks really different and just not as good here in the finals. Well, this might give us a little reason or a little, yeah, a little reason to see why. Um, so the Warriors points in the paint. I'm breaking it down by round. So the first round, uh, the Warriors were averaging 44.8 points per uh, points in the paint. Uh, in the second round, they averaged 48.7 points in the paint. In the conference finals against Dallas, they averaged 49.2 points in the paint. Um, and through the first three games against Boston, they were only averaging 30.7. Yeah. So that's a huge, huge difference. And if you're taking as many as 15 points away uh-huh. from the Warriors, I mean, that right there tells you why, um, you know, their offense just hasn't been as explosive as it yeah. had been because Boston actually defends the, in the paint. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, that's obviously something – uh, that the Warriors are going to have to figure out uh, mm-hmm. more spacing, more ball movement. Um, and like I said, I think it's great that they're going to have game five here um, in Golden State, because like I said, they're mm-hmm. going in with confidence or role players are going to shoot better. So I think that Golden State has a really nice chance of going up three to two um, mm-hmm. after the first five games. But yeah, yeah it, you can see the first three games were not good for Golden mm-hmm. State. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that sentiment. Uh, I think the, the Warriors are going to be able to take game five here. And I, I just think they have the momentum, all the momentum in, in the world. You know, to Boston's credit, they, they've played well. And, and Boston, I think, is going to be kicking themselves after game four. You know, they had a chance to close it out. They had, goal, they had Golden State. They had, the, they had the Warriors on the ropes there at home. And they just their offense just just faltered. You know, we saw time after time um, some bad shots, poor shots by Jason Tatum, some tough shots made by by Marcus Smart. And I even saw to myself in the theme, Boston has been, although they've been generating some good shots, they've also had some tough shots that were going in throughout this series. And you almost wonder when is, when is that going to change? When are they going to, you know, come back down to earth? When is Derek white going to start playing like Derek white again? You know, when is the, the average law of the averages going to kind of even out? And we, that may be something we're starting to see here as the series progresses. Also the fact that they've, let's not forget, they've played two straight seven game series and this is going to five. All it's definitely going to six. So that's another six that's what 14, 20 games they play in a span of what two and two and a half weeks, potentially 21. Um, and that's yeah. a lot of wear and tear. And those shots that they're making early in this series, they may may start stop falling. So that's also something we got to look out for and a lot of uh, theme as well. And Golden State might have a little fresher legs with going back home and having two days off of rest. Maybe let's call it about one and a half days of rest, but I think that's huge for, for the legs of guy like Clay Thompson, Draymond to get his legs back defensively. And then Steph as well, you know, we saw his, his scare in game three as well. So I I, I think I'm, I'm confident the Warriors are going to be able to pull it out. I think it's going to be battle. I think it's going to be tough, but I think they're going to be able to get five and then game six, 
in Boston. Who knows which way that going? We we both predicted to go in seven, so could flip flop. The the Celtics could take Game Five, and and the Warriors could take Game Six to force it to a Game Seven. I still think it will go seven, but if if the Warriors win Game Game Five they may be able to close it out in Boston because Boston hasn't been a great home team throughout this playoffs. Um, yeah. But it also is another bounce back game. Are they going to lose three straight? If any team's going to take three straight off them, I think it's this Warriors team, but I, I'm not saying the Celtics are going to roll over either. So it's going to be interesting. Jabba, I'm going with, I'm going with the Warriors and seven still, and I'm thinking their game game five or you what's, what's your feel like? What do you think the, the shift's going to be? You, you switching up on your pick or uh, no, I still have the Warriors. And like I said, I, if I was a Warriors fan, I'd feel really confident. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that the Warriors, I just, I just don't see them losing game five. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but like I said, all the odds are in their favor. Um, you know, just the confidence factor, I think is huge for, mm-hmm. for clay, for pool, even Draymond, you know, just coming back to golden state being around his, you know, warrior fans. I think that he's, at least going to play better than he had the last two games. Um, but also let, let me just throw this up because this is kind of a fun stat. So um, Jason Tatum, when he's guarded by Bielitsa, mm-hmm. uh, Jason Tatum is 0 for 5 from the field and four turnovers. So I don't know. Maybe the Warriors yeah. found something there. <laughs> maybe they found something. Maybe Nemanja Bielitsa is the Jason, stop, the Jason Tatum stopper. And one yeah. fact, and and – We'll wrap it up with this. Well, I will wrap up my thoughts with this is this is going to be this is the best of of uh, three. Right. The the team that wins two games out of these next three games will will win this series. And last night. I saw a player who's not not going to let his, his team lose, to be honest, it can be completely honest. And it, it's going to be a matter of who comes who who is is down to come come ride with him ride out win this fourth title um, or not ultimately. But if, if he gets the help of Clay Thompson and, and, and Jordan Poole, I just really don't see as good as the Celtics have been playing. Um, I just don't see them losing because he's clearly that good where he can will his team with the help of others. And if they lock in defensively, I think two of three, I think it really favors, especially the home court advantage aspect as well favors the Warriors. But let's not count out the Celtics, man. We've seen them bounce back too. But I just think the Warriors at home understand how important winning and protecting home court now that they won it back and game five is. And then you get two chances to win one. So that's that's a huge factor as, as well. So um, and yeah. you got anything to add to that, man? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, ju- just basically what I've been saying. You know, I think that um, – well, to follow up on what you said, I think Steph is definitely on a mission. He's obviously mm-hmm. heard, you know, the talks where, yeah. oh, he, he he doesn't step up in the finals, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on a mission, Steph is. You know, you, you could see it he's last different. night. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he, he wants to win this. And, you know, like I said, going back home, I think that's a huge boost. Um, and, you know, just having those role players feeling more comfortable at home, I think might be the difference. And, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, Boston has not played well at home. So, you know, if mm-hmm. the Warriors get this game five, um, I think that the Warriors are going to be sitting pretty, you know, I mm-hmm. think that they're going to have a, a good chance of getting this, um, 
in six games. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, they the Warriors need to get game five. They I have agree. to get it. Uh, because if they don't, they're going to be in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't count them out if they do mm-hmm. lose game five just because yeah. they have to go back home. And we already covered Boston not being that great at home. But mm-hmm. man, it, it would be really tough to go up against that Boston crowd when they're only one yeah. win away from getting the championship. So I agree. So, so yeah, so Golden State better um, better step up in game five and get it. I hope that, you know, Clay. Uh, pool. I hope that those guys are able to step up uh, mm. uh, because I, I would like to see Curry get another championship. I think it'd mm. be cool. I think it'd be really cool to see him tie uh, LeBron yeah. and see yeah. if one of them is able to to get another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, like I said, uh, Golden State, I think right now is definitely uh, in the driver's seat. Um, the series is tied 2-2, but I think that Warriors have a really good chance of going up 3-2 after game five. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that guys to look out for, for the Warriors, I'm definitely going to say, um, Draymond because it's going to be at home. And then I'm going to say clay. I'm going to, I feel a big clay game coming on. I do as well. I do as well. I think, I think we we got a big clay game coming. And I think, like you said, Draymond is due. He's due for, for a big game. And we know it's not always in the, in the stat sheets, but I think uh, defensively he's going to be locked in from the jump. He's a guy who feel, feeds off the emotion and of the home crowd mm-hmm. as well, and that's a huge yep. factor too. So I think they're they're the Warriors know what I I think the importance they have struggled with with starts. Game four was probably their best start they have the series besides game one. You know we saw Steph the drop coverage and, and that, but I thought game. Game four, from the standpoint of Boston, made their run, but they were able to weather the storm a bit, especially on the road, keep themselves in the game, and then were able to close and play really well in the second quarter as well. So, I think all of those factors and riding those momentums, but they know number one in, in game one, oh, sorry, in game five at home, the importance of a good start. And I think the Warriors are going to come out motivated and ready to play in, in game five. And that that's going to ultimately carry through with the rest of the game if they're able to to take take game five at home yep yep so let's let's see what happens man it's gonna be a fun one and it's i think it's gonna come down to the wire i think this is gonna be one of the The classic maybe maybe the most clutch game uh i think it's really gonna come down to the wire and i think that it's we're gonna really see who the superstars are at the end of that game i'm really excited i think it's gonna be a great game I do as well. I think both teams understand the magnitude of it. But like we said, I think one team understands it more. And then also you can understand the moment. You can understand the moment and be in the moment. But another thing is executing in the moment. And there's one team that both of us trust more than the other. But who knows? Boston could ramp it up and understand the importance and execute. But to this point, they haven't done that. Like you said, numbers don't lie in clutch. So. It's hard, hard to bet on that, especially on the road um, mm-hmm. here in game five. So we'll see what happens either way. Going to be exciting game. Game five, the NBA finals coming up. Shaba, as usual, great, great to have you on episode. If if uh, all of our listeners, family hasn't had time to check out Shaba, he's got a great podcast over there at Big Shot Pod. Um, give him a follow at Big Shot Pod, if I, I believe right. That's the tag on Twitter. He's always yep. talking ball on there. Um, good content, man. So so keep up with our guy. Give him a follow. And then, as usual for us, y'all, 
um, give us a like, comment, subscribe on, on this YouTube video. Um, it always keeps us going, man. Allows us to do what we do. Follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, and TikTok at Clutch Talk Pod. Uh, get at us, debate us, ask us questions, man. We always down to talk ball and talk hoops, man. But that's all I got, man. Shaba, you got anything else to add, man? Nope. That's it. Yeah. If uh, your listeners, if they could just go listen to the Big Shot Pod, I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I'm pretty much on every platform. But yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for letting me come on. Um, and hopefully we talk soon once the finals are over. Hopefully we can recap all together with everyone, with Junior and, and John and everyone. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely do that. And uh, yeah, let's see what see what happens. These next, the next time I think we'll be on is, is after following game six, whether that's someone winning that, winning the championship, or we're talking about game seven, we'll, we'll be back with, with game six. So, uh, all right, y'all, we out of here, y'all. Peace.